0: This is Taking the World by Stormy, with Stormy Daniels, and co-host John
1: Bullard. Continue listening at your own risk.
0: You are listening to, to Taking the World by Stormy, and I am your host Stormy Daniels with my co-host John Buller. And so today is kind of interesting because first of all, we do have a really cool guest. It's my friend Carly, and she goes by Carly Sacred. She's super awesome. But before we get to her, John, where are we?
2: We are in. Sometimes I forget because we go all over the place. But today we're in cloudy, stormy, hot, humid Tampa, Florida.
0: That's right. So we came here to our editor for the paranormal show that we do. Spooky Babes lives here. So we came here to do some work and take some pictures and just, you know, do some editing and voiceovers and things like that. And we purposely picked a house that's not old or has a history of hauntings or felt. What? What's the word here?
2: Any energy or anything. We wanted a clear, clean space to do. And let me back up for a minute because this was a trip to work on. Uh, spooky babes and the content but what this whole trip has been about is uh, spooky babe susan our haunted doll we've done like 17 photo shoots (laughs) so i feel like we should pay her for this trip because she's been on yachts and uh, she's yet to get in the pool but she's got a new bathing suit she's got a mini uh, blow up little ball suntan lotions the whole thing so 85 percent of the trip so far has been about susan which i'm okay with because it's fantastic
0: we have a car seat in the rental car which is a convertible
2: that's true. It's Which red.
0: brings me to oh my god! Tell them, tell so everybody what just happened at the,
2: the parking garage. So as we were leaving the yacht, um,
0: things you never thought you would say, John. Right. As you were leaving the yacht.
2: Right. So she got a photo op. Everybody loved her. She's a rock star. I took a picture of her in a porthole. You said hole. So, we're leaving the parking garage, and as I'm pulling up to give my ticket to the 85-year-old man who's going to take it, maybe 90, I don't know. He wasn't that old, John. He was pretty old. He was not that old. He needed a cane. (laughs) Okay. He didn't have one, but...
0: But so did I, so what does that
2: mean? That's true, for different reasons. So, he's coming out, and he looks in the back of the car, because she's in her car seat, and... So he asked uh, how old she was, which I was like, okay, he's just being nice, That's awesome. And I just laugh it off. I gave him the ticket, and he asked uh, if she can talk yet. Now I'm starting to wonder, is this guy just that now where he thinks that she's fucking real or like does he realize that she's not she's a haunted doll? Yeah,
0: so normally like if you were going to ask that question, you would think like you would say something kind of cheeky like that in the beginning. But then you would follow it up with, like, oh, is that your daughter's doll? Because, I mean, I've strapped toys into things for my daughter. Too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> fuck! I walked right into that. Oh! Check out my old girl series Predator yeah. from Com. No, sorry. That's actually a real thing. Um, fuck! <laughs> you totally messed up my train of thought. <laughs>
2: Wait,
0: yeah. how would you know, John? You have been Googling me.
2: Maybe. Back to the story.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, but normally you'd be like, "Oh, what a beautiful kid you have!" Then because it's a real child seat, it's not a toy. You right. would think be like, "Oh, do you guys have a kid?" Or like you would, you could tell by the person's like body language or inflection, like that they were just making a joke. But he kept on with it. Like he did he completely straight faced Does so she talk? Oh, she looks like her mom. Like blonde. Like.
2: The, I would. Yeah, so he asked me. He said "So what? What does she say? Does she tell Daddy to slow down when he's driving?" And I'm like, "What the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> like, does he realize that this is not a real doll, or like I'm, I'm just is he like just being real, like
0: so that she's a doll, not a real kid,
2: or is he seeing her as something that's different than what we picture her as?" Well,
0: yeah. So we asked. I was like, maybe because okay. So to backtrack a little bit, because Carly's sitting here and she doesn't know the story, is to backtrack a little bit about Susan we started taking her places and we took her you know um to restaurants where we put her in high chairs and we've taken Susan on roller coasters and this and that. and everywhere we take her
2: everybody's weirdly okay with her she's full first class she's ridden in a rolls royce really? to dinner uh but everybody is okay with her on the plane the last time we flew with her she was sitting next to us and this gal looked over and said Oh my God, she's so beautiful. She
0: has a beautiful child. Wow. Yeah. So people are like not freaked out by the fact that we're carrying around a doll They're and and we're the child, right? And we don't like if we had our own child with us. John's dad. I'm I'm a mom. Like if we had one of our own children with her, they would think we're just playing along with yeah. our kid. But we obviously don't have our own children in tow. We are literally two adults carrying around a, a doll that's that's like a ret like it's kind of an unusual looking doll because she's older you know and everybody is literally okay with it like no snarky comments behind her back like you know right. I would sense that everybody's okay so today I told John I was like what if they don't see what we see what if they see her true form or I don't know. So when Carly, I got to tell you that when we got here, I was like, oh, if Carly comes in and like starts talking to the doll, like she goes, <laughs> like I want to know if, if Carly, how Carly sees her, which now is kind of the most weirdest fucked up segue ever to introduce a guest. But my friend Carly is here and she, uh, Carly, what is it that you do? Like how would you describe yourself?
1: Yeah. So I would say that I'm a psychic medium. I'm also a healer. I practice Reiki. So I basically help and assist people find clarity and anything they may need in life.
0: And your gift is cards.
1: But I work through cards. I can channel. I'm an empath. And
0: so, John had a question about the way that you do your cards. But before <laughs> we get to that, like, so when you first got here, because we didn't know what the answers were going to be, and I didn't know if I wanted the whole world to know any of this, we actually did a session before, um, like a private reading, which Carly's been reading my cards for several months now. Um, We did something today for the first time, which maybe we'll put up a clip later. We had Carly read Susan's cards. And just as briefly as possible, like, tell everybody what you pulled for Susan.
2: And I was so excited (laughs) about this. I've had Susan for almost a decade. (laughs) So, you know, I've got the backstory of what I was told, which her name was Susan. I knew she was a small female child. I didn't know exactly how she died, but I knew there was a strong attachment. Uh, She's affected a lot of different people over the years so I know that she's authentic I know that she's powerful I know that she's different but I've never had somebody actually tap into her and tell me what they feel what they see so this was a treat for me and how
0: long have you had Susan just for those who don't know
2: nine years
0: and when did she become active
2: she became ultimately active whenever she met you (laughs) great Sorry, so, and yeah, she's affected people, but she was very stationary inside one place in a case, and once she interacted with you, that's when the movements happened, that's when the speech happened, which means that, yes, she has moved, uh, yes, she has spoken, we have evidence of it. So it's it sounds crazy until it's not, which is what we're dealing with right now, but yes, she became hyperactive, as I call it, whenever she interacted with you for the first time, which was about, what, close to a year and a half ago? About
0: Six months ago, John.
2: Six months, year and a half. As a guy, it's the same thing. Wow,
0: really? <laughs> <laughs> so, Carly, tell us. We had you pull cards on Susan. Give us a synopsis, like a brief, like yeah. So Susan's What's energy.
1: Susan's energy is super strong, right? So I immediately felt chills uh, after channeling for a little bit. Some some lights appeared on behind me. Um, and she did let me know that she's seven. She confirmed that. And I I feel strongly that she is here to be a part of your life, Stormy. I feel like John was kind of the, the segue to get her to you. And that she is supposed to actually remain with you and assist you and any abilities that you might have and any challenges you have where she can help you overcome them.
0: She also told Carly that she wants to sleep in the bed with me. <laughs> she sure did. She did. And that she no longer lives with you, John.
2: I know. I just found that out. So. Uh, <laughs> How are you
0: feeling about that?
2: A little hurt. I put in nine years of love and support. I did not ever bathe her. However, the first time I did let you take her home with you, which was a big deal. Have you ever let
0: friend. anybody take her home?
2: No. Never. So, I will say... You gave her a bath after nine years, which is, I guess, is what you do for children. Um, put bows in her hair. And, uh, yeah, apparently she is uh, fully attached to you. So in the divorce, you get the child.
0: Great. We have custody before we even got married. Here you go. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm not really known for doing things in order. So, yeah, that's the story about Susan. And So you have some questions for Carly, I think.
2: Yeah. So, you know, what you do is such a skill set. Um, and I'm jealous of story because of what she does. I'm jealous of you because of what you do. I want to be able to do those things, uh, and I, I just merely document, I video, I record. Uh, but I think the gifts that both of you guys have really is a skill set, and it needs to be, you know, publicized what you do and the authentic way that both of you guys do yourself. Because there's people who claim to have these abilities who don't, mm-hmm. they ask leading questions and they really muddle the field. Um, But what I wanted to ask you first was how old were you when you realized that you had this ability and like what got you into reading the cards like you do?
1: Yeah, so I first started realizing that I had some sort of ability or the capability of feeling and sensing energy when I was about 11, maybe 12. Um, I always felt very different. I felt like the black sheep around my friends. Um, I could always mold and be a chameleon in any environment, but I could pick up on energies and read people without the cards. Um, Quite early, which would give me a really good uh, skill with judging people and who I wanted to allow close And I started to use the cards as I got older I would say mid-20s just to have as a backup to really have something tangible to um, confirm all of my um, I guess you could say the ability to feel as an empath and just confirming in the cards to validate
2: Okay and this was not a question I wrote down, but I'm intrigued because you have three decks of cards now. So let yeah. me ask you about the cards. What's the origin of the cards you use? How old are they? And like, what's the relevance of the three different decks?
1: Yeah, so good question. I use this Oracle deck, which mirrors traditional tarot. So all these cards are a mirror completely of traditional tarot. But for me, I connect better with these. Uh, they're John Holland. Um, I just connect better with these than any other one. I've had this for probably four years, which is why they're bent sideways, and I can't really tend, I can't let them go. They're my babies. And I, um, I can tell
2: those things have been pretty used, <laughs> for sure.
1: They are worn out. So this is my number one deck, all right? And then I also have my romance angel deck, which is about relationships um, connected to any sort of romance, which is my go-to. That's Dorian Virtue. Um, they're worth quite a bit, so I try to be easy on them, but they're also pretty bent up.
2: And I almost touched one of your cards <laughs> earlier, and I just got this, like, natural feeling to get my hand the fuck away from your card. So I did not touch em. <laughs> So that's a positive thing.
1: I appreciate it. Um,
2: so whenever you do readings, because this is what you do, obviously. Yeah, Which full is time. awesome, by the way. Thank you. Um... Is it hard to do multiple readings a day? Like, I just imagine, like, when you're interacting with people, and I do marketing mm-hmm. on my side, and then after my day, like, when you're always on and you're always talking to people, like, when you get home, you're just exhausted. Like, you don't want yes. to interact with anybody. So about how many readings do you do a day? And then at the end of the day, are you not exhausted from kind of diving in? Because you're doing, like, a lot of spiritual stuff, mm-hmm. and that just mentally and physically takes a lot out of you, right?
1: Right, It does. I would say on average, lately, my sweet spot has been about six people. A day? A day. That's a lot. I used to do 15. What? Yeah. So depending on the duration of time. I don't like 15 people ever. (laughs) I'm very good with trying to ground in between. So I also do a lot of salt baths to clear my energy. Epsom salt is like my number one go-to. But I do rituals in between to be able to ground myself and stay centered. I take breaks, eat, take a nap. You know, whatever I need to do to kind of boost my energy, but it's about six.
2: Interesting. Okay.
1: Can I jump in real quick? Because yeah, this
0: ahead. is not, and then um, you have your list of questions, which we'll get back to. So maybe. Yeah, Stormy,
2: Stormy got off the cuff, and I have to write myself down, but Stormy's just a natural <laughs> jump in there, Stormy. Well, no,
0: this is a selfish question. Okay. So, as we were explaining to you when you first got here, when we were hanging out or whatever, um, John and I tend to feed off each other, or like, we yeah. like batteries, I guess, and when we we're together, Stuff definitely becomes more intense like we get more EVPs we get more activity and we just had a light turn on behind us I've seen this we're going to talk about what happened last night um I I don't know how to describe it I make you more
2: imp- like so you open me up so I, I have what I call a peek through the veil right and it's enhanced whenever I'm around you so I can do things I didn't know I was able to do whether it's the I guess the Reiki stuff which I don't understand but it just it right. happens with me uh, but I do well you were
0: able to fix a headache that I had once right?
2: that you didn't know you could do um, hmm. but yeah there's a lot of things that I, when I'm with you I think I've had blurps of it but I just I really it, it kind of opens up more whenever I'm around you
0: and vice versa so the more time we spend together the more comfortable we are and the more we're just in each other's space and the more powerful whatever like we have more stuff happen. so going back to that self care and what you're doing mm-hmm. John and I were talking about this last night because the house we're staying in right now we're in Tampa it's not a historical place it's not an active haunted place right. it's not anything that when we walked in i didn't feel anything did you feel anything no well, it's, it was, it's a it modern it's a, it's a modern house a with modern,
2: swing and it's got a it's pool, pool. Yeah, he's got a turtle
0: it's a, it, <laughs> a tortoise <laughs> it, <laughs> anyway the point it, is okay. that like we were here for only a couple hours when stuff started to happen. Yeah. And it's not about the location. It's about me and or him and or us and when we are together. Yeah. So we were talking last night when stuff started happening, like, this is going to continue to get worse, especially when we do actually go into these locations. Right. What do you see? Or maybe this is something we can pull cards on. Sure. Um, how can we protect ourselves? Should we create, like, what is it that we can do? Because I want to make sure that, like no one gets possessed right. or we attract some sort of like really again, again, cause it <laughs> has happened. Watch spooky babes. You'll see. Um, I don't want to have to call in an exorcist like, or, 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 or put our families in danger. We're both right. parents or like we have loved ones. Like, I guess my question is like, what can we do to make sure that like we're safe and protected and we can actually get some sleep? Yeah. Cause, We can't sleep anymore, like, you know, the stuff starts happening, and he's got stuff falling off the walls in his house, Mm -hmm. and all these crazy things are happening, but we also don't want to just shut down, because this is our calling, this is our job. So
1: how do you subject yourself to the other realm, and still stay in your 3D physical form, and be okay?
0: You just, yeah, you're better (laughs) than I am, because you do all these readings, so you're open all day long, but obviously
1: so I would just have the intention to be open but also block anything out that comes through that would negatively affect your energetic system Mm -hmm. so that's something that you could speak out loud that's something that you could have as a ritual before entering any sort of place that has paranormal activity Um, my go-to is black tourmaline black onyx staying grounded doing grounding work outside walking barefoot again epsom salt is huge it clears your energetic space anything that's been attached to you can be let go of, um, and really, you know, taking care of your body, Mm -hmm. getting enough rest, drinking your water, all that good stuff. White Claw every now and then. Don't (laughs) judge me. No. There's a good balance.
2: That's branding. We need a sponsor right there. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Yep. That's Um, all Justin though. Justin
0: loves him, some Mango White Claw. He does. Maybe somebody will send him a case.
2: Let me ask you something. So, when you pull the cards, uh, obviously, and you get answers from, from people, does... Things come in clear for different people. Yeah. So, like, are their energies more open? Is it easier to read? Like, just say Stormy and me, which I could guess it's probably easier to read her. But... When you read people, does it make it a lot easier if their energy is open? How does that work?
1: Yes. So if someone's open and wanting to know and seek out some sort of insight, that definitely allows me to tap into their energy more because the door is open. Now, if someone's more pessimistic or just doing it as a a one-time thing, I can definitely feel the the closed-offness, and sometimes it won't be... As easy. So I always look at everything as like a, a radio station. So some of the, the channels are super clear, and then some of them get staticky. It's the same thing for Reiki. If people are open to healing yet not really in the, the right mindset, the healing won't be as deep.
2: Does it frustrate you if you have, let's say, like, somebody got you, like, as a birthday gift. They mm-hmm. got somebody to do a reading, and you can tell they're pessimistic and they're not really into it. Is it frustrate you, or can you still usually break down those walls and give them something to where you make them kind of, like holy shit, this is like right. a real deal.
1: Yeah, if anything, the challenge for me is even more exciting because then I want to either channel more or be more tapped in so I can provide some sort of, I guess you could say, evidentiary support to their life that's in alignment and resonates with them. Um, I think at first it was frustrating whenever I was younger, but at this point it's it's kind of exciting to do a reading for the first time for someone who's never had one because that's an honor for me.
2: Yeah, that's perfect. and and. You're incredible because thank you. I, I've, this is only the second time I've actually had somebody pull for me in person. Mm-hmm. I've had people I've talked to on the phone, um, but yeah, Matt, uh, who's uh, Stormy's friend in New Orleans, he knows
0: uh, this shop called The Dark Lady.
2: Yeah, and he pulled for me, and it was truly incredible. My first experience, so and you'd follow up. It's it's, it's really oh, a neat thing to see and to see the authenticity of what you do. Now, you mentioned channeling, which I thought was interesting, Mm because I didn't know you did, and I I didn't know, Stormy didn't know that either, so can you kind of describe for everybody listening, like, what channeling is, and how it's different from pulling cards? And how it's
0: different from being a medium, because that's, I don't know what I am yet, so that's... Yeah. I'm
2: trying to
1: figure that out. So, things. yeah, channeling information can come in different forms. So mediumship would be connecting to people who have passed away. So you can connect to them, channel whatever kind of information that they're trying to give you and provide that to someone. But open channeling would be, I basically close my eyes, go into meditation, and I write things down. I think when you think of channeling, it sounds kind of woo-woo, kind of out there, or someone rocking back and forth, doing something creepy, which is really not the case. Um, I'm just channeling information, and I close my eyes, and I basically can see, uh, sense, and feel things that are happening that I feel that... I just write down for whoever I'm channeling for, and... um, I've been doing it for a while, and it makes sense to whoever I'm reading for, so right. I'm going to keep doing it, but... Um, yeah, I guess it's kind of strange. sometimes you'll get a word, and you're like, what yeah. the fuck does this mean? It's like, where is this but coming But it means from,
0: something, and that's the night that John and I met, we had mm-hmm. this very clear EVP come through, oh. and he has a recording, we can play it, or whatever, and it was very clear, and it was like, I was like, getting, hearing this word, like, save or help, and I was like, who? And I stood up, and it said Denver, oh. like, so okay. clearly. And everybody in the room, including John, who I'd known for an hour at that point in time, was like, Denver, you think you hear that name, you think the city. Yeah. So everybody's like, the whole city? You're supposed to help the city? Like, what does that mean? We actually have, you know, your friend Sabrina saying, what does that mean? Did you used to live there? Are you moving there? Nobody realized that it was the name of the person I was dating, or used to date, and we were recently broken up. And so, if you're channeling and you write down the word Denver, like, it might mean, or the word Anything, Dallas, and whatever—no
1: rhyme or reason—but it
0: means something to the person.
1: It does. So So often, I don't
0: a pretty freaky EVP of that.
2: (laughs) So to kind of transition over to channeling uh, for you and where we're staying at again to rehash. This is not a haunted location. This is a modern house in Tampa, Florida, with a pool and a not a turtle, a tortoise. There you go. (laughs) There we go.
0: We'll we'll put a picture of him up.
2: He's so adorable. His name is Simon. His name is Simon. So we were having dinner last night after flying in and and doing a bunch of work and all that good stuff and just sitting here eating sushi. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you say you hear something in your left ear. Which has
0: never happened to me before.
2: Which has happened to me on the paranormal side, which is exciting. That's what I call a peek through the veil because I can't hone it, but I can hear it, and I've documented it on audio and and video. Yeah,
0: this is hearing it without hearing it back on recorder. That would be an EVP, which which we've gotten a bunch of times. Right. And I seen words in my head and I've known things, but I've never felt like somebody actually whispered in my ear. Mm-hmm. To the point where I looked at you and I was like, did you hear that? Yes. Like It was literally like I heard a voice. It wasn't I got a feeling or I yeah. thought words or I like...
2: You were sitting on a bar stool and you, it, it affected you enough to stand up and it, it was something where I was like, well, let's roll audio. So I went and grabbed my recorder and we played. It was, it was, I recorded about a minute and 36 exactly uh, audio clip.
0: But before that, I heard it again, like while he was setting up. And I was like, did you hear that? I heard it again. And to the point where I got up and walked over to the the front window. And I was like, maybe it's coming from outside mm-hmm. and it's echoing through the house. And, and I think you asked me a couple questions. Like, well, what did it sound like? And I was like, it's definitely a female voice. I'm hearing three words. I'm hearing a, a statement. So he goes, let me get my recorder. Let's see if we can get an EVP of it. And I, because you're sitting here and you haven't seen this before. Yeah. I The only thing I have is my car rental form. It was sitting on the counter. She (laughs)
2: broke the machine also whenever we get in the uh, car rental. That's a separate story. She can't go by electronics and literally the machine shut down.
0: Yeah, I break the electronics and anything else. So this is the only piece of paper I had. So I wrote down yesterday. I was like, I want you to, before we capture anything and before you tell me, this is what I wrote down. Okay. And... So he recorded it for like a couple minutes, and then we listened to He, You'll hear a bunch of noise in the recording because he's breaking up ice. Mm-hmm. and.
2: No, I was putting the uh, container back on with sushi. Thank you.
0: Oh, I thought you were breaking ice. Sorry. Anyway, you, we absolutely got an EVP. And so we play it back, and I said, what do you think it said? And he goes, well, this is what I hear. And he said exactly what I just wrote down, mm-hmm. which I wrote down five minutes before that.
2: So yeah, so this is what I played her. So what happened was, exactly, so as soon as I played that, the audio was me putting the container down. It was a short recording, but you can hear the audio break, and it just clearly says, help, please help. Mm -hmm. And it's just as clear as day. And, like, as soon as I say, when I first hear it, I said, did I say, please help? And her face just went fucking white. (laughs) And she's like, fumbling. Touch your cards. There we go. <laughs> uh, anyway, I t- she was fumbling for the paper and she pulls it over there and she had her hand over her mouth and literally she wrote down exactly what we called on audio. Yeah. So that was a cool thing. Yeah. and It's one of those things where. Obviously, this place is not haunted. No. Right? And
0: I don't feel like whoever that person, that feeling was, yeah. or that, won't, it was definitely a female voice, and she said, help, please help me. And, and me might have, I don't know if me, it was me or him, that's like, it started to fade out.
2: But you could hear the help thing. That was just help, clear as day.
0: Or him. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty freaky. But whoever or whatever that was, it's not here anymore. Wait. Like, okay.
2: And and there's different theories for that. So me on the paranormal side, and I'm going to ask you in a minute, Carly. uh, So I I feel like there are travelers. Uh, Whenever I would do intense investigations and travel all over, my house is not haunted. uh, But when I would come back home, I would have almost like if you step in gum and you you bring it with you, per se, um, I would have things happen at my house when I got back from investigations. Like I would have bangs on the wall. I would have a ceiling fan that would turn on. One time I had a girl laugh. And a bang. and it, there was there was very specific, dramatic things that had happened, but nothing ever stayed. It's almost like a residual, or it's like they knew that I was tapping into something, so they were like anything that was surrounded or near me would come and try to make contact, but then it would kind of dissipate. So like with us being in Tampa uh, and us being here, I feel like Stormy is ten times thirty times more powerful than I am. And I feel like she's like a lighthouse with the top light that's just pulsing. So any kind of energy that's around would come and try to make contact with her. That's just my feeling. I could be totally wrong, but that's just how I view it on the paranormal side. So I just want to get your take on it.
1: Yeah, so I feel like, again, what you said about the lighthouse, I feel like it's almost as though things can follow you. So regardless of where you are, time and space, things will just gravitate towards you. It happens to me as well. Um, Almost every single place I've lived, I've had something happen. Again, when I first got the place, everything seemed fine, and then things would trickle in. Um, Lights would move. Things would move. I would come home, and lights would be on. I actually lived in one place that was so haunted, I had to leave. Oh, yeah. Um, We all know my story. Yeah. So that's another story. But I just think they follow you because they know that they can talk to you, speak to you, or get through to you. And desperation for them to be heard. They contact people like us that are in between.
2: (laughs) Since we're getting close on time, uh, there's a couple questions I really want to ask you. Sure. Uh Uh, He hasn't shown
1: me his questions yet. Are are we using cards?
2: We can. Okay. But for this, I'm just curious. This is just you answering this question. Yeah, go ahead. So if you could read any dead celebrity, who would it be and why? Damn, that's a good question.
1: That is a great question. That's a hard one. Wow. I have to go with Jim Morrison. Um, I'm such a big fan, and I feel like he had such an amazing but short life, and I just think that I would connect to his soul and his spirit so deeply that it would be, um, it would be quite the experience, yeah.
2: Awesome. And then what, you know, whenever you started doing this, and, and you're from where?
1: Originally? Yeah. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana.
2: So you're a southern girl. I
0: um,
1: Don't talk about Baton Rouge girls.
2: <laughs> they're Baton Rouge. I'm in Mississippi. It's as southern as you can get.
1: There
2: you go. There you go. So you can hear the twang in my voice. Um, what did your friend's family, Oof. when they when they <laughs> realized what, what you could do and then you kind of publicized it and kind of opened up with it, what was just your close friend's immediate family, what was their reaction?
1: Yeah, I think it was difficult. It's kind of like coming out of the closet in any other sense. So it was very much me being comfortable with being super judged and knowing that I would likely have people not support me. Um, My family, personally, I was I was raised Catholic, you know, growing up in Louisiana. And so a lot of my friends also had different religious backgrounds, which I felt there was a confliction. Um, how could you do that? It's it's evil. Tarot cards aren't good. You're playing with the devil it's, potentially. Yeah, like, like, very
0: close-minded. It's, it's like the Ouija board, and Justin struggles with that because he was raised so Catholic. Right.
1: Um, but for me, is I'm connected to the highest vibration or the highest energy out there possible. Whether you want to call that a God or a you know source energy, whatever you want to call it, I know that I'm I'm given this gift, and I'm channeling and I'm using my information that's that's given to me from such a high space that it's it's uh it's pure so it was hard i definitely felt rejected initially especially by people close to me i think more people were open-minded that didn't know me very well actually
2: perfect so that was my i have more questions but is there anything you want her to pull in a card because we got about two and a half three minutes left before we have to cut is there
0: anything you want to pull (laughs) because i have a question and I hope that I'm about to prove you wrong, John.
2: Okay, go ahead. I'll let you lead.
0: You're not going to like this. That's okay. Because this is what I do. Okay. I'm kind of an asshole. So John thinks that he's going to die really soon and really young. And he's very dark about it. Okay. He even has tattoos on his back. So, to, to prove this. So, can you tell me what the cards say about that? Yeah, About his
2: life and when it's coming for him? Sure. Yeah, that was a mic drop. <laughs> I did not know that's where you're... He you know, had his eyes
1: closed Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: He looks like he's going to cry. So we'll pull the current energies around the space of where you're existing with this in your own reality and then the actual happening of the energy. What if they're
2: the same? Great. So now I'm going to figure out how I do. This needs to be... <laughs> this is, you don't
1: have to pay for this No. Podcast. Not exactly. But okay. let's look.
2: All right. I'm going to take a sip of my drink right now it's just some intense shit
1: it's almost like you're waiting on it i feel like it's something that you maybe morbidly look at as something that would be um best for your soul i don't know because it's showing me the waiting space okay so up until then that's kind of what i'm seeing but i'd like to continue to pull and just see what else is coming after yeah, you're existing for quite some time here. <laughs> you look so, yeah. so unhappy. <laughs> it's you're stuck like with hanging out with me. The tortured soul. No, I just, I feel like very much um, that you're waiting on this space. However, I don't feel like it's coming into fruition or it's not happening soon because I see that it's, uh, there's a duration of time where you're kind of like waiting and waiting. That fear card came up again, even though I feel like you're in acceptance of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that you have a long, full life ahead of you. So, more to look forward to. Good to know. <laughs> Told you.
2: That's a positive thing.
1: I like being right.
2: Okay, your Here turn. I come.
0: Your turn. <laughs>
2: this is on the spot, on the fly. Hmm. What do you feel like is Stormy's most powerful gift that she has that she hasn't honed yet?
0: Oh, is mm. there a way to ask cards out? That's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, so we'll pull the energy of what you possess that you haven't tapped into just yet.
2: Oh. Not bad off the cuff.
1: So this is past, right? We're detaching from this and going forward. And this is the card that came out earlier with you and Susan. So that's a big one for me that that came out, the internal seeking. Well, we know you've... you <laughs> this <them up. laughs> already.
0: My sex energy. Well, yeah, I'm a the star, chakra. so it makes sense.
1: Sacral came up. Okay, cool. So it's almost like showing it, that you're able to not only be open and help others, because I feel like you're assisting, but it's almost like you're a voice for others as well. So it could be something around communication or you being the voice for other people. And it's also talking about the heart chakra, which is about joy, love, and forgiveness.
2: I think that that's accurate for you, honestly, because you bring... its cra- All right, So on the boat today with Susan, mm-hmm. like this guy is just a random guy driving the boat, mm-hmm. comes down, and, like, mentions one thing about Susan. Well,
0: I said, he saw us taking pictures of Susan, and I was like, this guy's going to think we're some kind of, like, pedophile, <laughs> like, he's, like, I just went to a dark place, Yeah. and so I was like, we need to explain that this is a, a thing, I'm yeah. has an Instagram, and it's, it's not, and so he came down to see if we need anything, and I was like, I feel like we need to explain the doll to you, <laughs> so that's how the conversation started.
2: Right, but then he ended up knowing a whole close circle of people that you knew in the past. But right. he you know, the energy and, and the the honesty that you brought out of him about the energy you know, the paranormal supernatural. Right.
0: He'd had a bunch of experiences himself. But
2: it. you bring that out of so many people. I think so many people that I've met with you, even Tommy, who's in a band, what's the band's name?
0: Ten Low And we just shot a music video for it. Yes. You're welcome, Tommy. You want me a bottle of moonshine.
2: Even people like him who you've known for years have never really tapped into like the paranormal supernatural verbiage. Yeah, and suddenly they just start spitting it out. Yeah, like it's I'm almost like, like I've
0: known this person for like ten years and now they're to- they're going woo for the first time. Like it's something <laughs> about me, and suddenly it's like but they've lungs. known me, but now suddenly it's okay.
2: So no. I think that with the communication aspect of it, I think when people feel comfortable and confident to open up with somebody like you who has the knowledge. And whether they know you're doing spooky babes or not, it has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. But just your energy, you give people the power to open up and just tap into that realm even like if you? they don't even know what they're doing. Yes. Even though I am in the field, but you've heightened me to a level that I didn't know I could hit. Right? But even people who are just, they have no idea or they, they've never even thought about the supernatural or paranormal, like you, somehow you bring that out in them which is interesting to me.
1: You're the go-between. You hold that space. I'm the girl in between.
2: (laughs) There we go. Well, look, thank you so much for coming on, Carly. I appreciate it. We could do like 17 more shows with you. I know. I don't want
0: her to go because she's also so pretty. So everybody go check her out. Where?
1: Um, You can find me on Instagram under Carly Sacred.
0: And if they want to book you, they can
1: get all your contact and stuff All yeah. my information would be through there, yes.
0: Okay, perfect. And I highly recommend it. She's very underpriced, which we need to I discuss. just changed my
1: prices September oh. 1st. Have you seen them? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this
2: is an expensive podcast, everybody.
0: God damn it. Can you put that on John's card? Sure can. Awesome. And, John, where can they find you?
2: Simply and easily. You can find me on Instagram at John Bullard, J-O-H-N-B-U-L-L-A-R-D. It's really boring, but if you want to come check me out, that's fine.
0: You're also on Spooky Babes.
2: Spooky Babes, what's that?
0: Fuck off. <laughs> you can find all of our information on our website's up now. So we have spookybabeshow.com. Obviously, on Instagram, I am the Stormy Daniels. Look for the blue check mark. Stormy Daniels on Twitter, stormydaniels.com. And I have some comedy shows coming up, so I'm going to be in. St. Louis on October 20th, and I will be in Raleigh, North Carolina on October 28th. And we have a very cool, like, paranormal thing coming up, John.
2: Yes, so let me tap into this. So also you can find Susan on uh, Spooky Babe Susan on Instagram, obviously. And we do have our first public event with Spooky Babes coming up October 30th. It's going to be in Louisiana. It's the Bonnie and Clyde Ambush Museum. So you can go to SpookyBabeShow.com, and you can purchase tickets there. There's also VIP tickets, and there's also a very limited ticket to come on the tour bus after the uh, investigation. So check that out. You can hang out with Stormy. You can hang out with me. You get signed merchandise. And also you get to meet Susan in person, which is amazing. So definitely go check that out. Bye. (laughs) that's it that's how we end the show so anyway we'll be back for another one thank you so much for uh, listening to Take Over the World by Stormy I'm John Bullard
0: I'm Stormy Daniels
2: we'll be back